Welcome to an inspirational message recorded live at Little Falls Christian Center. Father, if we just believe those words, our lives will never be the same again. Because that is exactly who you are. You changed. You changed the way of man and you brought down heaven to earth that we may live the abundant life that is your plan for us, that is your will for us. And this morning we pray that through the ministry of your word, by the power of your Holy Spirit, that we will walk away with this, that greater is he that is in us than he that is in this world. Because we have overcome him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. And none of us are fearful for the death must come because through this we live and we reign in Christ Jesus and we thank you for this and we pray this in the only name, the name above every other name, the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And if you believe this, we say Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. Good morning. You may be seated. Thank you very much, Ben. Thank you. I always find comfort in this you know, you always want to open and you want, in, in the right way, say the right things. I mean, I always find comfort going to God's Word. It always gives me the entrance to say what I need to say. And I must say, it is really, really wonderful to see so many people here. Thank you for coming to the house of God. And may God's Word truly minister unto you and bless you. And for you who are listening out there, you are never forgotten. You are prayed for. So please know, you are still part of this family as well. And you are much loved. So may you too this morning be blessed by what God has for you. I want to go to the book of Romans. You can just, if you want, Romans 13. I'm just going to start there out of chapter 13 and verse 11 and 12. And this is what it says in Romans 13 verse 11. And do this. Now, this which is this which we ought to do, you find in the previous verse. And it says, and it means, we must love God and we must love our fellow man. So it says here, and do this, in other words, loving God and loving fellow man, knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. This directly refers to the body of Christ that is lazy and inactive. It is high time to awake out of sleep. Continuing reading. For now our salvation is nearer than when we first believe. Our salvation is now nearer than when we first believe. That means that there's a future time that is coming. That there will be a total absence of sin. Can you comprehend this? Can you actually fathom that thought that a time is coming with a total absence of sin and evil? Pure holiness forever that is, that is beckoning us, that is awaiting us. You know, I know and we know in this church there are people that are going through hard times. We know people are struggling. We know it's very hard for many people, and we're only two weeks into the new year. I know many want the rapture to come. Many want it, and it could not come sooner than even today for many of, of, of the people out there. 
But God's timing is only going to be perfect in His timing. And whilst the day is still here, we've got much to hope for, much to live for, and much to do. Even just two weeks into this year, we must hope and must believe that there are greater things to come because God has got so many things lined up for us. And God's message today is going to encourage you. This not because I say so, because it is the power of God's word. It oversees and overrules everything else that anyone says out there in the word, in the world. If we go to verse 12, still in Romans 13, verse 12, it says, "The night is far spent." That means the day that we live in as today. It's almost at an end. We live, as Luke 17 says, we live today as in the days of Noah and the days of Lot. That day is far spent, meaning that it's soon coming to an end. Because then it says, the day is at hand. It is imminent that Christ will return. That is what we hope for, and that is what we keep our eyes focused upon. That day is coming soon. And then it says, therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. We, as the body of Christ, you as the believer, you are here and you are listening. Listen to me. The job is not done. There are things that you and I must do. God wants to do through you and me. And don't be overcome by the things that are currently just pressing in. Because, as it says here, believers are in active because we're not doing what we're supposed to do. You know, if I stand here on this pulpit and I think, if I look at pick and pay there, that entrance door, roughly it would be more or less 400 meters. Look, I'm not great at distance judging, but that's, that's how I sort of place it in my mind. 400 meters is the length of the largest container vessel in the world. 400 meters. And there are about 12 of those. 400 meters, around about 60 meters in width, 70, 80 meters in height. It is so impressive, and I've been blessed to stand next to one of those. They are so impressive. When you stand next to it, you are overawed by its size and its beauty. But at the same time, that vessel standing there, meaning that if I am able to look at the size of it, I'm looking at a vessel that is either in port or standing still. As beautiful and as big as that vessel is, it is absolutely useless and worthless by standing there. A vessel, that size vessel, was not built to be in a port. It was not built to remain there and to look at its beauty. It was built to go out there in the oceans of this world. And when that vessel is out there, it's hardly the size of a matchbox. You can't even see it, but it perseveres and it faces all the torrent seas and all the storms because it was built to endure that. And inside that vessel, it doesn't know where it must go, but there is a predetermined destination. A satellite system navigates this vessel to go to the port of destination where it is supposed to be. And so it is with our Christians. Many of us say, I've got these gifts and I do these things in the Word of God. And we look at these men and these women and say, wow, what a man and a woman of God. You are useless and you are worthless if that is you because you are not supposed to be that person. You're supposed to be out there in the world where nobody sees you, where you go to the port of destination where the Lord has sent you. You are more powerful out there in this world than being and standing here and just looking good for the world to see. You are fruitless and you are of no value to the kingdom of God. 
We cannot look at ourselves from the exterior, but we must be ready for God to use us because God has got such great things for us lined up, not just for, for our lives, but for this year. If you can just take this for this year and saying, Lord, make me the vessel because I'm built. You are built to be out there. You've got an internal navigation system, which is the Holy Spirit, and He will take you to that port of destination where you ought to be. You just need to listen and to be obedient, and He will take you there. Through the storms, He is going to take you there. Our Lord Jesus Christ showed us that we should not be overcome by our circumstances. Our circumstances have only got power when we give it power. When Christ was tempted by the devil in his worst and hardest and toughest time, all he did was said, it is written. He silenced Satan, it is written. By only quoting the word of God. He was the word who spoke the word because he knew the word and he knew its authority and he silenced the enemy. Not only did Satan retreat, but Jesus was victorious in fulfilling what his mandate was. And when he left from the desert, it says there in the book of Matthew 4 verse 17, he then went to the area of um, Capernaum, there by the lake, the Sea of Galilee. And it says this, and from that moment he started preaching. This is what he says. Behold, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Since that day, heaven has come down to earth. Heaven has been on earth since that day. It's never been there before because the wickedness of this world is overcoming this world. And the kingdom of darkness was reigning, but heaven came down in Christ. Everything we wanted to know about heaven is in Him. He showed us this, and in His Word, now we learn this as well. And learn this today. Learn this today concerning our Lord Jesus Christ because he said, I will show you then what the kingdom of God is. He says, seek that first above all else. Only seek that. I come from heaven to tell you what the kingdom of God is. And then he goes and he defines what it is in Romans 14, 17. It says that it's not eating or drinking. It's nothing. It is nothing of this world, nothing of the flesh, nothing carnal, nothing on this earth. It's about heaven. There is a better destination that is waiting us, a better future that is waiting us, and that kingdom of God is righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. This is the promise that we must hold on and fill ourselves with for what is lying ahead for the future. God has got so many things that He wants to do for us and give to us, and it's only the believers that are going to receive it this year. Only the believers. Because for the unbelievers, that person that is still in the world, in the world, nothing is going to change for that person. They are going to stay the same. Their life is going to stay, stay the same. But the person who is in the word, the word of God is going to stay the same. But we will be changed by it. We will be changed by the word of God. That is the power of the word of God. You know, in this week, on Monday, we had registrations um, and the Bible school students came in, and many, many, I mean, more than 40, 50 almost, I spent time with interviewing or just, just getting to know them, just connecting with them. And for most of them, I asked this one question. So why are you at Bible school this year? And it is absolutely phenomenal to hear the reply and what God is doing in the lives of these people. One person said, was in hospital and they said to him he was never going to walk again. He walked and he's here. And now he wants to be used by God because he's got a testimony. He wants to find himself in God's word because he wants to be used by God. 
Another person, not even in our church, said being there before her with three options, Bible schools from three different churches, two other churches, much more well-known, much larger congregations than ours, but the Lord said, no, no, when it came to ours, the Lord said, that's the one that you're going to go to this year. There are people not even in this church that have been told by you, some of you, about this, about this church and the Bible school. And they are enrolling because they've heard of that. Because they know that it is my time that I must equip myself. We've got people and students who have already done this more than 15 years ago. And they are coming back. And there are some of you that are sitting here and you're still wondering. And I'm saying to you, if you are wondering, the answer is yes. Don't wonder. Don't doubt. If it's a money issue, God's in control of all the money. He says, the cattle on a thousand hill is mine. All the gold and the silver is mine. All you must do is walk and go and get it. We can't just look at the cattle on a thousand hill. Go and get your cattle and bring it here and slaughter and enjoy what God has for you. If the gold or the silver is God's, ask Him for it. Don't wait for it. Nothing is going to happen by waiting. Yes. Glory to God because he's touching people and they want to equip themselves because the world must change because of this. And if you are in a desperate place and things are not so well with you and you've been waiting so long for this breakthrough to come, I want to give you this. Listen to what Jonah says. And I read you out of the message Bible because it is so profound. Listen to what Jonah says in Jonah 2 verse 7 and 8. When my life was slipping away, I remembered God and my prayer got through to you made it all the way to your holy temple. Those who worship hollow gods, these God frauds, they walk away from their only true love. Don't walk away from God. Don't walk away from God. God is going to do great things for you in this year. He has not come because it is not your and my time, which means there is work to do and there is things to enjoy from His fruit basket, what He has available to each and every single one of us. God has got something for us. The foundation scripture that I'm going to read to you today is just one verse. Don't have to go there. Just trust me when I read this. It is in the Bible. I'll, re I'll read it from the Bible so you can just follow me and know that I do read it from God's Word. It says this in the book of Isaiah 52 verse 7. Listen to this. How sweet, how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of Him who brings good news, who proclaims peace, who brings glad tidings of good things, who proclaims salvation and who says to Zion, your God reigns. What a beautiful message. And you know, Paul refers to this particular scripture in the book of Romans chapter 10 because he used this as the foundation of what every sermon and preacher should preach. It should contain this. And here God says what is coming our ways, what is truly coming our ways, and what is so, so beautiful in this morning's message containing the scriptures. There, I just want to share three things. There is a messenger. We always know that the messenger is the Holy Spirit. But here God speaks about a specific messenger. There's a messenger. There is a message. And there is a recipient. A person who must hear what God is saying here. This is what I want to share briefly this morning. The messenger is made very clear. It says here, how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him. 
Here it speaks of a person who is a messenger of God, and the word here used is preacher. That is what God has set aside. Listen to Jeremiah 3.15. God says this, And I will give you shepherds. God will give you shepherds. He will give you shepherds after his own heart. And they will feed you with knowledge and with understanding. That is the definition of what a shepherd is. Any other person there preaching anything out there in the world, if they do not do this, if they are not from God's heart, and if they're not feeding you with knowledge and understanding, they are only there for themselves. There are many flocks out there in the world. There are many sheep, but there are sheep that are standing outside. They are coming in to listen to what a shepherd says, and then they go. They're church hopping, and they never want to come to a particular sheepfold. They will never receive the fullness of what God has for them because they never surrender under authority. Within that sheepfold, there is community. There is fellowship. And if a sheep keeps on hopping here and there, not joining the fold, they will soon die. God has given the instruction for the shepherd to feed my people. We must feed them with the word of God, with knowledge and understanding, it says here. That is what you must measure. Every person who preaches and teaches, do they give you this? Because if they don't give you this, they are teaching you fallacies and lies. Because it has to be the word of God. It's the only thing that lifts you up. Listen to the message then. This is the message that God gives. It says, the messenger will bring good news. He will proclaim peace. They will bring glad tidings of good things. They will proclaim salvation, and they will say that our God reigns. Any person who preaches anything outside of this is not preaching the word of God. He's not preaching the message that we must hear. Because God here speaks to Israel when he says, or to Judah, and saying, your time of exile is coming to an end. I'm moving you back to your land, to the city of Jerusalem you will go and you will rebuild the temple as well as the city. And then God says this is also for us as believers. And you will wonder, how can God speak in the book of Isaiah to us as believers? You just go down when it says, he proclaims salvation. You know what is the Hebrew word that's used there to proclaim salvation? He proclaims Yeshua. That's the name of salvation here. So even then, God knew Yeshua is going to come. Salvation is going to come to all of us. That's why the word of God, has got, they've got many men who represent God in salvation. Joshua's name means God is salvation or God saves. Isaiah's name in Hebrew means that God saves. That's why in the word of God, you hear of Joshua, the son of Nun. You hear of Isaiah, the son of Amos. And you hear of Jesus, the son of God. He's the only one who is salvation. He's salvation personified. So God speaks to all of us here. And listen, Satan knew this message. He knew, he understands what is written. Or he knows what is in the Bible, but he doesn't understand. He knew that salvation is coming. He knew that God was making a plan. And since the day that Jesus Christ had come, that message had been preached. And Satan has been trying to stop that. And he realized he can't stop he can't stop what he's in, in here. Even at this time in his life, he knows this. Everything in here is truth. And he cannot bypass it. He cannot stop it. But he will conjure up different plans. And he decided, okay, there is a message. There is a gospel. There is a good news. And we can't get a, a, a past that. So how do we get the people not believing anymore? Give them another gospel. Give them more gospels. Give them many things to read. Give them many things about the Bible. Read about the Bible. Go and do your research. Go and read up about the Bible. Read Christian books. 
but keep them away from this. Because the moment you find them in this, he is silenced. He's got no power and he's got no authority. The message is that when you preach this and you proclaim this and you say this, he moves backwards and you move forwards and then forward. And this is what God wants for every single one of us. But now the crux of today's message is this. Listen, there is an audience. There is a recipient, a specific person that needs to hear this. And this hearing is this. Listen to what it says. When we hear these words, he brings good news. That word brings appears twice. Brings good news and glad tidings of good things. Then it says, and they will say that God is the one who reigns. But then he comes to this one word. The messenger will proclaim. Proclaim peace and proclaim salvation. Listen to what the word proclaim means. It means this. It is to cause the listener to hear with obedience and intelligence and to hear that they may gain knowledge of God. So when we proclaim peace and we proclaim salvation, it is for the hearer to know through obedience and intelligence to gain knowledge of God, spiritually and intellectually, what it is that the, that, that the Lord has for them. You know, there are, many Christians struggle in getting breakthrough for their situations because they pray and they pray to God and they say, I'm waiting for God to answer. And God is not answering me. I'm waiting, I'm waiting. What this hearing is referred to is saying, when you pray to God, God, you pray with the faith in knowing, God, you are going to answer. Open up my spiritual senses to receive from you. And where I'm gonna find God's answers? He says, hearing the word. God directly direct us to his word. Yes, give God a proper praise offering. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Every situation and circumstance for your and my life is found in here. Jesus said, search the scriptures, for it is they which speak of me. See Christ in the scriptures, and all the answers for your life lies in here. Nowhere else. Not on YouTube. Not on a WhatsApp. Not on a person who sends these messages of these new videos. Oh, South Africa, wake up. These things are happening here and there. We are so caught up by these things. And it's drawing us away from the Word of God. Search the Scriptures. Here lies all the answers to life. Everyone is in here. The sad thing about our generation, and it's an oxymoron, I suppose, but we are the most educated generation of our time. We are. With the digital age, we've got access to a vast amount of resources. We can search everything and anything about the Bible. The archaeology, the history, what happened to the people in the Bible, who they were, what family life was about. We are the most educated generation of all times. The average Western Christian, and we form, form part of that, the average Westernized Christian at least I've got one Bible. Not only, at least. And at least the Bible downloaded on one of your devices. That's what we have. And yet, here's the sad fact. Studies have proved this. Not one, many has proved this. We are the generation who reads the Bible the least. And it's decreasing 
by the year. The generation who reads this word the least. The most educated, who've got all the tools available to us to know what's in this word, but we read everything about this word except this word because God's Spirit ministers through here. It is breathed by Him. It will transform you, it will change you, and you will never be the same again. And God says here, for those who are listening to this message, this in Isaiah 52 verse 7, you will only get to hear what God says when you listen with obedience and intelligently and believing and searching and becoming knowledgeable about God. That's the only way you will understand and hear when God answers. All the answers, they lie in here. And listen, here's another sad fact. In addition to what I've just mentioned, you know, last year, the year when it was the last year of COVID, sorry, in 2021, that year, America, which is the sort of like the benchmark for Christianity, because they've got the largest amount of Christians in the world, they were at their lowest in terms of people reading Bible. 50% of the people in America were reading the Bible four or five times a year. 50%. One year later after COVID, that figure is now 39%. And that's just reading four to five times per year. And here's the, 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 the shocking reality that they discovered those who are not coming to church, it is directly related and linked to not reading the Word of God. As the people are not coming to church anymore, they are not reading the Word of God. Because here is the fact that they've realized. When people come to church, they hear the Word of God being read. They become encouraged by this. And they are growing because of this. Then they go and they gather together in their home groups, in their fellowship groups, in their prayer cells, at their workplace, talking with their friends and those around us, what they have heard this Sunday because they was reading out of the word of God. My people perish because of a lack of knowledge, God says. He says, they are being destroyed. I want to read, Isaiah says it here, Isaiah 5.13. Therefore, my people have gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. They have no knowledge. In other words, we are not listening then. We are not hearing. We are not comprehending what God has for us because you are only hearing this message. You're only hearing when you found God in His Word. When you're finding yourself in this Word, then you will hear God speaks. God will give you direction. That inbuilt navigation system is found here. He will direct you through the Scriptures and you will come to know the plan and the purpose for your life. And you will never be the same because of this. You know, I often see this, and I'm closing with this. It is for me highly frustrating when I see this. You know, when new presidents and leaders are inaugurated, then they put their hand on the Bible. They must do away with it totally. It means nothing when they put their hand on their Bible because all of them, I see them one after the other. They feed us with lies. They are caught up in this world and they honor nothing when they put their hand on the Bible. When a, a leader is inaugurated, they must open up the Word of God because it's alive only when it's open. When it's closed, it means nothing. We must read it. It will feed us. It will take over. And
We will be alive because of this. And when that Bible is open and they put their hand on their Bible, just read what stands in there. There's enough information to guide that leader of how to walk in the righteousness of Christ. A, a closed Bible is a dead Bible. An open Bible is life and life eternally. Because therein you find all the answers to your prayers. Hold on to those prayers. Hold on to what you want. Because God is going to speak to you through His Word. He's going to speak to you through His Word. You know, we have, we we're now one week, and I'm really closing with this, we're one week into the Daniel fast. And I must say, you're looking good. <laughs> really looking good. People looking good. I'll ask you this. If you would say today the Daniel fast stops, you can go back today and eat all the food that you want. How many of you would have said to me, I am better off this week because I've drawn, drawn closer to God. Because if it is about the food, you are still having a closed Bible. You must find yourself in God's Word. It is going to navigate you through life and through this year. And this world is going to become more wicked because the world says of this, but I have overcome, says our Lord Jesus Christ, and that we may live in Him and we are alive in Christ because we have what most people don't have. We have the Holy Spirit, not just poured out upon us, but we have Him right here. And listen to that still small voice because when He speaks, that is your spirit that is connected to God's Holy Spirit and He will navigate you and guide you through all of life's journeys that you must take. Amen. Amen. Let's stand and give the Lord a praise offering. Hallelujah. For our God reigns. Our God reigns. Yes. You are ready. I know that you are ready. You are ready for so much more. Don't go and sell yourself short. Stay in God's Word. The next two weeks of this Daniel fast, open up the Word. Find yourself the time to read it. Listen to me. If you can read a WhatsApp message, you can read the Bible. If you can open up an application and read the news headlines, you can read the Bible. If you can watch a movie or series, you can read the subtitles, you can read the Bible. Read the Word of God because those letters are coming to life and God wants it for you. Amen. Let's raise our hands to the heavens. Holy Father God, we thank you for your Word that is everlasting. It's not just letters. It is the living breath that we have in ourselves because of your Holy Spirit teaching us about our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Bless every person here. Be with them. Prosper them in this year. Take them on the path that you have for them and strengthen our faith that we may know, Lord, that we are heading towards our future. Now, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. In the name of Jesus Christ, we ask this. And all of us agree and we say, Amen. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.